Bond is driving around in a fancy car with a fancy woman. And then he says something about a very thorough evaluation. Yeah. <laughs> She's been sent there to evaluate him. <laughs> who, who are we going to send to evaluate this notorious womanizer? <laughs> uh, international matter mystery. The intern? <laughs> oh, the frumpy one? Yes. The one the who's just been dumped better. by her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were chosen for your frumpiness ability. The frumpy Catholic. <laughs> When the world is the target. 72 hours ago, a secret weapon system was detonated over Savanaya. And the threat is real. GoldenEye exists. A radiation surge that destroys everything with an electronic circuit. You can still depend on one man. I want you to find GoldenEye. Three. Find who took it. Two. And stop it. One. name's Bond. James Bond. Hello and welcome to another Reviews from the Closet, or should I say, Reviews from the Cabin. Yes, my name is Jeffrey Kitt. I'm here with my two compatriots in a brand new location. Roisin, tell me about it. <coughs> Hello. I, oh, what a I, lovely I, intro. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quote clear if you've ever needed one. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, my lungs aren't used to this new environment. I'm still going through a period of adjustment. So yes, we are in a new, a brand spanking new location mm. uh, in the hills of an unnamed country uh, <laughs> in a wooden cabin. And therefore, the podcast will henceforth be known as Reviews from the Cabin. I'm into that. I mean, do we have to change all our branding or is that by yes. the by? The oh. t-shirts. Oh my God. Uh, all all the merch, recall. And the domain name, which is going to be a ball leg. But, yes. you know, we can cross that bridge. Yes, but it is a lovely location. Very, very happy to be here. And congratulations. Thank you. I, I feel like it's one step closer to fulfilling my ambitions of being uh, an angry cat lady. Well, I was thinking you are thriving. This is just the flirty to come in your 30s and you're, <laughs> and you're halfway there. Um, so just the flirty I need now. Correct. Yeah. Oh, Seriously okay. lacking. <laughs> uh, all right. Jesus, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly along, Rudy Davis, how are you today? Yeah, I'm good. Yep. <laughs> They'd have the best night's sleep. Oh, okay. So you're feeling a bit fuzzy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, righto, righto. Well, we'll see how we go. We had three in a bed last night. Three. Oh, I wasn't going to talk about the sleeping arrangements, <laughs> but you've opened that can of worms. Uh, I'm currently wearing your pajama shirt, which reads bang, bang. Just so everyone knows that the chemistry on the podcast is real and it is palpable. And is it, is it platonic or a little bit more? Um, I mean, I felt a few hands in the night. <laughs> Three. <laughs> three hands. One left hand each. <laughs> I felt three three left hands in the night. The most sensuous of all the hands, yeah. the left one. And considering I need to up my flirty game, that's the most left hands I felt in a while. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for the update. And once again, reviews from the cabin. Great to be updated and upgraded. Now, we are tackling another film this week. You probably wouldn't have guessed, but yes, we are a film podcast. And this week, we're in 1995. Oh, banger. banger Who can year. give me the top song from 1995? Uh, uh, internationally or in the UK? US, but it's international. Uh, and it is hip-hop. Oh. Covered by Weird Al Yankovic. Oh. Mm, he's covered a lot. Mm, 95. Um, Gangster's Paradise. Correct. Correct Monday. I was going to say Spice Girls. I thought they were that was their heyday. Well, no, the second the second largest was also apparently TLC Waterfalls. Oh, that yeah. is a you like tune that one, don't you? and a half. <laughs> Moving on from the music, though, we did have a little old film. Two years henceforth, after Mrs. Doubtfire snagged him this role, 007. We've got Goldeneye. Oh. Golden Eye! Is that how the song goes? No. I just, I just like sing all Bond titles like that. It's the way the Bond theme just has to be yelled. Scaffold! I think you just hit the limiter on the mic then. It was so loud. Adele has that problem too. So yes, uh, Pierce Brosnan's first role and run at... 007 James Bond. I'm a big fan of James Bond and I'm sitting here with two Brits. If we call you a Brit, Richie. Oh. Is that opening another can of worms? Jesus, Jeff. You are on a roll this morning. 
Uh, yes, I have a British passport. I'm technically one half British. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I was getting, getting a bit nervous there. <laughs> but yes, he's from, from the UK, Mr. 007. He, he is. Um, I think he's got quite an ambiguous United Kingdom accent. <laughs> a little bit like Mrs. Doubtfire herself. Right. Maybe he's actually Stu. He's, he's from, just he's from all over. Yeah. <laughs> Here, there, all oh. over, really. Um, but yeah, I, th- I like to think that um, the the casting directors of GoldenEye watched Mrs. Doubtfire oh, and thought, with that man's cheekbones, <laughs> and he, that would make, he would make an absolutely fantastic double zero. Uh, I was going to say, um, stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to give Bond a son <laughs> for a different marriage. I wish he was my dad. Oh, oh did I say that out loud? <laughs> did I just scream that? Just like the Skyfall title? <laughs> Lovely. Well, the who Bond's going to be called? I wish he was my dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bo- a Bond domestic caper that we've all been waiting for. I did want to quickly mention the new title for Bond 25 came out this week. Oh, what is it? The last Daniel Craig Bond is going to be called No Time to Die. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> Imagine writing the titles for these things. Like, they're just so like. It sounds like it came out of a marketing meeting. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like, we need 10 titles. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know how. I feel. But it's very Bondy. I like, mean, mm, you yeah. just have to have die in the title. It's like an ACDC album. You need rock in the title. Like, right. It's just ridiculous. Cause it, yeah, because there's been like live and let die. Die another right. day. Die, die another, another day. day. Yeah. Tomorrow never dies. Die hard. And then up to six. Die hard. <laughs> yeah. One of the die hards was live free and die hard. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? That doesn't even make sense. Uh, well, moving Seize on. the die hard. Let's keep with Bondi. Uh, Rudy, I'd like to le- let you open us up here. Where does Goldeneye take us from the opening uh, scenes? Open us up, Rudy. Right, I'll open, <laughs> you open guys me up. right up. Is that flirting enough? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's like that's aggressive flirting. No one likes yeah, aggressive very, flirting. No one yeah. likes visceral flirting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real Sheila flirt. Yeah. yeah. Act one. Right. So we go to 1986. This is kind of the cold opening, the pre-Bond song opener. And they're in a USSR facility in the old Soviet Union. I think I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, Archangelesque. Mm-hmm, I think um, so. And so Bond's in there. He's he's going through the air conducts. And we get the, the first shot of Bond. He kind of... <laughs> what, how do you explain it? He kind of lowers himself headfirst into a toilet cubicle where a, a Russian agent is reading a paper whilst having a shit. Puts the paper down and sees that Bond's just looking at him upside down. And, uh, beg your pardon, I forgot to knock. <laughs> the first quit. The first of many. The, the, first, think... the first entry of this new generation of Bond. Straight to, straight to quit. Preceding <laughs> that quip. STQ, straight to quip. <laughs> Pre- preceding that quip, there is quite a long drawn out, and I, I mean that literally, a bungee dive. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where Swan dive. Yeah, a swan dive where it just shows this bond really means business. This is all going through, yeah, it's all going through the movements of just setting up a new bond, getting the audience excited. And we also see here as well another signature, I thought, of the Brosnan Bond era. It's when he's kind of holding his gun kind of upright next to his face. face. (laughs) Yeah, in a very kind of like cute manner, let's say, and kind of like posing. That's very Brosnan. I think he must have workshopped that and just like brought it into the role. Uh, so he's in there. He um, he gets into the facility. Then he meets 006, which is played by Sean Bean, who's called Alex Trevelyan. And the two of them, their mission is basically to um, destroy this chemical weapons facility in the Soviet Union. Um, they're, they're going through their business. Then Alex gets caught by the Soviets. Classic. And um, we get another good line that I liked quite a bit, which was he said... Uh, for England, James, so not for the other home counties, <laughs> but not for Wales, Scotland, and certainly not Northern Ireland. Yeah, but isn't that just very Bondy as well? It's just always about England. Yeah, uh, yeah, or just like bad writing. Like, why wouldn't it be for Britain? But Yeah, yeah but I was going to say, is it because Ian Fleming wrote it that way? But then this is the first one that wasn't based on an Ian Fleming book. Yeah, this is the first. And this is the first post-Soviet one when they had to come mm-hmm. up with like a new enemy as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, they still found a way to make it the Soviets. Yeah, and it's still about the Soviets, <laughs> about the Soviet gangsters. Yeah. Always, always about the Soviets. Always They're the just such Soviets. good, good material for <laughs> yeah. baddies. Like those accents, yeah, like don't get those. Out and of there was actually not one Russian in this film. Every actor was like Dutch or Eastern European, yeah. but no Russians. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. There's around this time. There's also a sequence that I really like where um, 
Bond falls off a cliff. I was going to go into a song. Bond falls <laughs> off a cliff. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very melodic. Is that, that not yeah. how Goldeneye goes? <laughs> Bond falls off a cliff <laughs> and perfectly into a plane. Uh, oh yeah. So that's that's how they get out of the uh, the facility. So we we're, we're led to believe that Alex Trevelyan is shot because we hear the gunfire. Then Bond is wheeling a roll cage. It's just stacked with chemical weapons, which reminded me of when I used to work in a supermarket in the UK, Sainsbury's, <laughs> where I'd often roll it gingerly down the aisle, imagining I was in that scene. But the Russians were pointing their guns at me. <laughs> Rudy, what are you doing? <laughs> are you doing Goldeneye again? <laughs> no. And so he sets the timers for six minutes, tells that to 006, then changes it to free, mm. uh, knowing that he's got to blow the facility up. That then... Set something up for the third act. We won't go into it yet. Uh, but yeah, as you say, he then manages to escape by stealing a motorbike, drives off the end of this kind of cliff face where the runway runs out, then swan dives and skydives into a plane that's nose diving into the, into the cliff face and just manages to put it up. And then we get the title. Then we get the opener. Yes. I mean, that Golden says, eye. Yeah, that says we've got a new bond. Yeah. <laughs> we got a, we got a brand new stepdad in town. <laughs> Better than your real dad, kids. <laughs> Can your real dad do this? Dude, it's so ridiculous, though. Like, when he jumps off that runway and just starts, like, skydiving into the falling plane. Like, whose storyboard like, is this? Like, why is he going at, he's going at a quicker velocity than a much yeah, heavier exactly. plane? Yeah, because he catches up with the plane. So, I actually... Do you guys watch Rick and Morty at mm-hmm. all? Um, so, there's a scene in the last season where it's like the show starts off and it's like this really ridiculous scene kind of like bond-esque where they escape just in time from this alien planet and then they get this like award from another planet that they saved and then they get back to the house and they just start like crying and tearing their hair out because it was such a stressful day and i imagine bond does that at the end of most days (laughs) like at the end of this sequence even though it looks amazing what you don't see is him just like in a corner rocking back and forth like tearing tufts of his hair out. I reckon it's just like a big bottle of scotch every night at the bottom. <laughs> just drinks, just like drinks away all of his problems. Uh, and we go straight to the title cards, no? Which... So yeah, we're in title card. We're no. in the Bond song. That um, is a classic of the Bond films. So I love these. I've listened to the, the GoldenEye song a few times. I can't remember Dude, how I, it goes. Dude, yeah, I don't know what it it's is. It's not memorable. GoldenEye. Is that Wait, it? Wait, no, that's Goldfinger. That's Goldfinger. <laughs> it's so easy to Goldfinger. mix it up with Goldfinger. <laughs> they should have just done Goldfinger. I don't understand why you two just didn't do the song. So Bono and the Edge wrote it, and then mm. Tina Turner sang it. It's like, just do because it. Because Tina Turner is very. Um, She's like a Shirley Bassey esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, was, she was the Shirley Bassey of the 90s. Yeah. Um, two things I really liked about this opening sequence was the bikini clad women with sledgehammers. Like smashing sickles and like Lenin, like oh, statues. that is very nice. Like, yeah, like, like the literal smashing up <laughs> of the yeah, Soviet exactly. Union, yeah, um, by scantily clad yeah, women. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't get the women's scantily clad reference. Yeah. <laughs> was not to get, they're nearly naked. <laughs> what wasn't sexy about the fall of the Berlin Wall? <laughs> it's a sexy time to be alive. Um, I also liked reading that the Ace of Bass almost did the theme song, which would have been really? so 90s, but wow. apparently their manager stood in and just said, nah, like it could be a flop, we don't want you associated with that. Right. Which I would have thought would be inverse, like James Bond associated with Ace of Base, like mm. would have been. Has there ever been? Camp. Has has there ever been like a really big James Bond flop? Like what what would what's the biggest Bond flop in terms of the song or the film? Uh like the film. I'd say probably Die Another Day. It killed oh. it killed Brosnan and arguably had one of the worst uh, theme songs of the Bond era, which Although... I love. Madonna's Die Another Day, <laughs> dude. It's so good. I mean, I think it's great. Yeah, it's not to my taste, but I get it. What else comes up in your mind as worst Bond? Or what, what would rank as worst Bond? Um, like of Solace? On Her Majesty's Secret Service. That was, oh, that was the only one that... Um, George Lazenby. George Lazenby. With Bond. our yeah. friendly Australian friend of the show. Oh, uh, yeah. The Australian ma- male model. Correct. He's, a, he's a friend of the show. He's a friend of the show. <laughs> George, if you're listening, we loved yeah. On Her Majesty's yeah. Secret Service. We don't know why the critics hated it. Um, I will say Quantum of Solace was very bad. Like, especially following up from Casino Royale. It's just mm. like, what is? what are you doing? Yeah. So we've got the GoldenEye song, which, not one of the best, no. I would say. Yeah. Disappointing. Uh, it's definitely no view to a kill. I'll say <laughs> Your favourite, correct? Uh, that's the best one. Oh, Dur- yeah, I love you to a kill. Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Duran Duran. It's a ridiculous... It, that's a flop. That is a bad Bond movie. 
but the theme tune is banging. Target is London. So straight after the GoldenEye theme song. We get to present day Europe. We Well, yeah, and Bond is driving around in a fancy car with a fancy woman. Uh, it, well, he's so he's in, he's in his classic Aston Martin. Ah, incorrect. I describe the woman as uh, kind of uptight frumpy. Right. Uptight yeah. frumpster. <laughs> uptight frumpy, like, admin girl from MI6. They're driving through, I think it's supposed to be the hills of Monte Carlo. And uh, we then suddenly get this very kind of twangy electro music, kind of almost 80s. Mm-hmm. Then we see this red Ferrari pull up in his rearview mirror. And it's one Xenia Onatop, the sexy <laughs> Roski, who uh, is wearing identical red lipstick to the chassis of the Ferrari, mm, which is a very nice ooh, touch. Lovely, nice. Rudy. And with lovely uh, black spot. hair f- uh, sort of flying in the wind. So Bond obviously sees a challenge and is being a bit flirty. So they kind of fall into a drag race driving down the mountain whilst you've got the frumpy secretary uh, getting a little bit nervous on the, in the side passenger seat. Yeah, this also sets Omatop. On a top? On a top. On a top. Up as being someone who gets sexual thrills from the danger of being killed. Of mortality. (laughs) Of mortality. And don't we all? I mean, yeah. (laughs) To some extent. (laughs) So um, the the intern demands that Bond stops this car right at this moment. So he does a handbrake stop. Uh, pulls up the car and then like a little fridge opens up with a little mini bottle of champagne which is just so Austin Powers so ripe for parody it's just it's too much she goes goes, James you're incorrigible she loves it she absolutely stop this car at this instant oh James oh look at your fancy car take me now snog me right this instant I'm just an inconsequential woman who's impressed by these things it's yeah it's so silly he lays it on so fucking thick and then he says something about a very thorough evaluation yeah <laughs> she's been sent there to evaluate him <laughs> who, who are we going to send to evaluate this notorious womanizer <laughs> uh, international matter mystery the intern <laughs> oh the frumpy one yes the one the who's just been dumped the by her boyfriend yeah. <laughs> you were chosen for your frumpiness ability the frumpy catholic <laughs> So we then we then cut to uh, a casino scene where Bond pulls up outside, spots the Ferrari in the car park, walks into the casino, then goes up. I guess it's the craps table. I'm never mm-hmm. quite sure what those games are. We have the paddles yeah. and they yeah, like, pass right. things over. So whenever something I don't know, I just say craps. Uh, so he walks up to the craps table and Onatoff is playing opposite. And uh, they then kind of get locked into like a bit of a gambling battle where they have like three hands. And Bond ends up winning after losing the first couple. But it really reminded me of the scene in Austin Powers where he's playing, Parody scene. Where he's playing blackjack. And obviously the objective is to get as close to 21 as possible. And he gets like seven in his first hand. And he goes, I will also stick. <laughs> Sir, I highly suggest you twist. I also like to live dangerously. He's so confident. And then obviously loses because he can't possibly win with that hand. He's so confident. But he's so smug afterwards. <laughs> Even, even when he loses, yeah, yeah. he's smug. I really love that. <laughs> Which I thought was a direct parody from that scene. Um, so Onatop is an interesting, an interesting lady. I would say she is a show stealer of yeah, this movie. Yeah. Like she really stuck out for me as like Man, the. When I was a kid, I really fancied her. Yeah, she's sexy, I found something yeah. about the fact that she gets off on killing people. Right. I found a weird thing to process as like a ten-year-old, but I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> she's a real ma- like messages. Yeah. yeah. Messages. Uh, sadist. No. Sadist. Masochist, yeah, masochist. Uh, sadist, sadist, is masochist. What, yeah, sadist is what Wikipedia calls her. Oh. Well, she's a masochist as well, mm. I suppose. If Wikipedia doesn't say it, <laughs> let's psychoanalyze this woman a bit more. Um, she's got squeezy legs. That's her defining feature. She she's, she's, got, she's got squeezy leg syndrome. <laughs> we see that, right? Yeah. Like after the casino. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that can help is CBD oil. But this is 96. <laughs> we haven't extracted it from THC. <laughs> Um, yeah, we see that after, I think it's after the casino scene. The casino. The casino scene. Um, where, isn't she in bed with yeah, like so, a Canadian so marshal? So a Canadian Navy admiral that yeah. she's bedded. Mm. And they're, they're having sex. 
and uh, she and you just see you don't see it happening. You see the silhouette of it happening, which I thought was quite a nice right. shot of just the legs wrapping around the silhouette of this guy's throat. He's going, I can't breathe, yeah. and she's going, Ah, ah, yeah, she's oh, really getting off on it. <laughs> that's one for the fans. Rasheen, I presumed you were going to do the Onatov voices. <laughs> Good God, no. so she's got dem squeezy legs. That squeezy leg syndrome, yeah. She want to see something about that. Yeah, so we uh, so we find out that she, she killed the Admiral in order to steal his identity because the very next day, uh, as chance should have it, the European military elite are showing off a new helicopter called the Eurocopter Tiger Helicopter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is worded. Uh, so uh, Onatov and uh, the other baddie, Oromov, the two of them dress up as the, the pilots to, play, uh, to fly this helicopter. They get in and they fly away just as they're powering up the helicopter. Bond realises what they're up to and they're, they're about to steal the chopper tries to run onto the boat but then gets held back by security and then we just see the cut shot of the helicopter flying away mm. and Bond looking at it. Uh, what I noticed about this movie, I saw, I, I probably saw it when I was a kid and haven't really seen it since. Uh, I couldn't follow it at all. And even... E- even now, even Wikipedia. Even now, when you're yeah. like yeah. explaining the even, plot, I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Even like when we have to do this professionally as a film <laughs> podcast, I don't know. I'm struggling. So the deal is though that the the helicopter was immune to electromagnetic well pulse. yes okay oh, so, so right, the, the okay. next scene sets up why they did that yeah, yeah. so to begin with you gotcha. don't really you just know they've stolen it for some reason uh, so the next scene we cut to Russia to a um, it's like a space research centre in Siberia love, I love this research centre yeah, by I, the way I love this I is love my favourite part of it yeah, yeah. it's the research centre mm-hmm. and there's two characters we're introduced to here one is Boris Grishenko played by Alan Cumming, who I love. He's awesome. Mate. He's great. So he is like a nerdy computer hacker that's probably going to come in handy later. And the other person we meet here is... Natalia. Natalia. The beautiful, sensual, mysterious Natalia. It's like she was born to be a Bond girl. <laughs> i.e. she's got no personality outside of being beautiful, sensual and mysterious. Oh, and, and vulnerable. That's all you need. And what? And vulnerable. I bet she's got a great sense of humor as well. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're, they're in this research base. Uh, we're introduced to Boris. Uh, he's, a, he's a nerd. He's a computer hacker. He keeps locking uh, Natalia out of her workstation by putting mm. like viruses onto her computer and passwords. And one is, they are right in front of you and they open very big doors. It's your tits. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't know woman if one stood in front of him naked. <laughs> Another 90s trope I like in this part is um, when she's trying to crack a code at at some point, uh, a sexy woman in a bikini pops up because that is just what happens when someone's trying to hack into a computer in the 90s. (laughs) Why? How is that a thing? Jurassic Park, face off, (laughs) GoldenEye. They they almost have the same computer virus. You know, it just spreads, doesn't it? Like the I wanna cry virus. I just don't understand. (laughs) So we're we're into those two key characters. One is the computer nerd. Uh, that's obviously very good with hacking into things and the other is this woman who you can tell is like quite uptight and quite official like doesn't have time for nonsense so you know that both of those characters are going to come back Mm -hmm. at some point Um, bizarrely uh, Boris goes out for a cigarette which suggests in 96 in Russia there was a smoking ban uh, which I found <laughs> I believe hard it. to believe they were, they were pretty onto it uh, so as he's outside he sees the helicopter land which is the helicopter that was stolen from the previous scene and then um, ruins on, the velociraptor yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> alright well, who's the jackass that landed the helicopter so uh, we get uh, Oromov and Onatop uh, come into the facility and they're posing as like a surprise inspection for the research facility and they want to test that GoldenEye is functioning. So they get the base commander to give them the access codes to test that the um, this electromagnetic sort of like missile that, like, like a satellite that goes around weapon. the orbit, yeah, orbits the world. Uh, so they get the like, what would you call it? The... The codes? Like the, the codes, keys? yeah, like the launch codes from the base commander. Once they have the launch codes, they then massacre everyone in the facility. So yeah. they now Brutal. have they yeah, so they now have the, the code to this electromagnetic weapon. Uh, they kill all the people so there's no um, evidence. And then the fighter planes that are scrambled to intercept them are then like 
kind of the electromagnetic pulse hits them. Right, exactly. So again, all of the planes are taken out and they just escape in this helicopter, which is immune to electromagnetic pulses, Some. tying up the first act in a neat little package. <laughs> Some would say the perfect crime. The perfect. <laughs> well, why is that? <laughs> uh, two things to mention. Quickly, Oromov is the same guy from the start, the chemical the chemical facility, right? Mm-hmm. That killed 006, supposedly. Yes. And on the top, really loves shooting people with a uh, fucking well, she just automatic. Loves, she just loves rifle. murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves murder. It, it shows her face, and she's kind of like, she's, mm, yeah, yeah, like I didn't want to do the sound, Rudy, but I'll do the sound again. <laughs> but you did, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. It's like you don't want to commit to it, but she was like, oh. I know, <laughs> I know, but miss the, your bond. One point I wanted to just bring up is that. The golden eye is a really powerful tool. Yeah, isn't it just? Yeah. And it looks like a giant dick yeah. <laughs> orbiting space. It always does. It's always a giant dick. Oh my God, look at that giant Johnson. <laughs> Johnson, we need more water over here. <laughs> look at the size of that wiener. Get your wieners. <laughs> act two. So act one is down. How do we open act two? So we go back to London and we're in the, the MI6 office. Oh. Uh, specifically, the office of the new M. Oh, the new bean go. counter, the accountant. <laughs> played by one Dame Judy Dench. Oscar winning actress, Judy Dench. Now, Roshin, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you have a photo of Dame Judy Dench in your in, wallet? In my wallet. <laughs> I do. And <laughs> why is that? <laughs> um, first of all, she's great. Okay. Um, second of all, no, my uh, friend of mine worked for like an actor. PR company mm-hmm. and so all his business cards had like pictures of famous actors on them and oh, he gave wow. me the one with Judy Dench and I just really liked it so I just had Judy Dench in my wallet for like two <laughs> years she's not in there anymore oh no she's no. moved I, I got it's, a, it's on a top well she was <laughs> Like Judy Dench herself, you know, it was getting on a bit. It was getting a bit frayed around the edges. So I decided to retire that card, much like Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to retire that card. She's retired My her card, card. <laughs> But no, can we just talk about Judy Dench for a minute? Of because course. Because we haven't been speaking about her for let's, the last Let's unpack that. The first female M. Yeah, and she gives Bond both barrels, the sexist dinosaur. She, <laughs> yeah. she This, for me, is like the highlight of the film because it completely... It gets a little bit messy because she refers to him. She says she thinks he's a sexist, misogynistic pig. Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Sorry. <laughs> you pig. <laughs> Did you just call me a pig? No, a dinosaur. Oh, my <laughs> sake. Oh, oh wait. Oh, that's much worse. <laughs> Would you be more offended by pig or dinosaur? Uh, pig, for yeah. sure. <laughs> pig, yeah. That's way worse. Dinosaur over the age of 40. I think yeah, I'd yeah. be offended by that. Um, but no, she she's just fantastic. She has... No time for his shit. I love how Judy Dench can convey so many emotions just by not moving her face at mm. all. I don't know how she does it. Um, but this is why she won an Oscar for like for eight, eight minutes <laughs> for like eight minutes of screen time best, in Shakespeare best and Love. M. She got an Oscar for that. She yeah, she won like best supporting actress or something. For this film. In, in no. Sha- no, in Shakespeare oh, in Love. Okay. And she was only on screen for eight minutes. I just love this woman. I could talk all day about her. But in this movie, um, yeah, she plays this, she brings Bond into the modern day by basically saying what everyone's thinking, that he's yeah. a sexist fuck. I did want to mention though, like, besides him getting the ball tearing in this scene, he's basically the same as the 80s he's, though. Yeah. In the yeah. 70s. He's still like extremely... Well, because like Timothy Dalton like modernised him a bit and he wasn't such a sexist dinosaur. And then when Piers Brosnan started playing him, they just went back to where they were yeah. with like Roger Moore. Pierce um, is a bit yeah. smarmy. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I like Pierce a lot. He's very smarmy. He's very smug. He's very lechy over the women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They like, this is like 70s Bond. Yeah, yeah, Until definitely. we then get the, um, Daniel Craig. Yeah. But I think that the cop out for the filmmakers is like, oh no, but we said he was a dinosaur. It's like, yeah, right. he had the dressing down from M at the start. Yeah. yeah. But then it's like, he's still doing the same shit. Well, that's true. But also what I like about M is that in Bond movies, the tendency from the women in the Bond movies tends tends to be, oh Bond, I'm never gonna sleep with you. You're you're so you're a sexist arse. dinosaur. Yeah, blah blah yeah. blah. And then they end up sleeping with him. But M is like the only woman who mm. never gives in. She always thinks he's an arsehole, and for right. that, I respect her. The world's most famous secret agent is back. Bond is shipped off to the former Soviet Union, now the Russian Federation where he meets with uh, a CIA operative by the name of Jack Wade. 
who's like this kind of affable CIA agent, like a complete tonic <laughs> to the uptight, stiff-assed English Bond. We get Bond's, he's set up to meet a former KGB agent turned gangster, turned Robbie Coltrane by the name of Valentin Zakowski. Haggard. Taggart. Um, and <laughs> Hello, Harry. <laughs> I heard you need a bit of help. You're a spy, James. <laughs> so uh, apparently Bond gave him, he goes, you know the limp he's got on his left leg? I gave him that. <laughs> so they've got history from the old, from his old KGB days. Um, and then we, we start getting like the motif that runs throughout that Russia's changed, that it's not the Cold War anymore, that it's a new country. But it's like a country like struggling to get onto its feet. And Bond's got all of these old connections from like his old, like the old KGB days. But everyone's moved on. But why, why do they, if they're not villains, why do they still behave like villains? Oh, no, they, no, so they've gone, they've gone from being state villains. So they've gone from being the KGB to being like actual just villains, they're, like yeah. just gangsters. Oh, they're, yeah, they're just the gangsters. Yeah. I was going to say, because there's a, there's a point where uh, James asks them to do him a favour mm. and Hagrid uh, <laughs> You want me to do your favour He wants me to do him a favour <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay I'll do you a favour oh, Okay I'll do it <laughs> But I swear I'm not setting you up <laughs> Which he does See you in hell James You first Zakowski sets up a meeting with Bond Obviously because he hates Bond He's kind of dropped him in it And Bond goes to a hotel Where on a top surprises him And they kind of have like a playful fight in the sauna, if that's Is it right. Playful. But, like it's Bond's kind of half seducing her, but then like realizes that she's trying to kill him. But very aggressively. <laughs> yeah, very aggressively. This is I love novel. when people try to seduce me aggressively. Yeah. That's my favourite. Does, does he have a quip here? About uh, safe sex? Yeah. Oh yes. He, it doesn't even make sense. Uh because she says You don't need the gun. That depends on your definition of safe sex. No. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> cringe. <laughs> uh, apparently, during this scene, the actress mm. Funke, she broke her rib. Funke. Funke. It's pronounced Funke. Funfa. <laughs> she she broke her rib because she said to Pierce Brosnan, she said, "Just just go for it, slam me into all the walls, just um, yeah. get all your anger out on me." And he did. Yeah. And she told him that the walls were padded. So he just like went for it, but they weren't. So she, wow. she okay. broke her rib. Yeah. That's method. And then she yeah. laughed furiously. <laughs> <laughs> Do the other one. Why can't you just be a good boy and die? Once Bond kind of restrains on a top, she takes him to Yanis, who is like this, the head of this crime syndicate that MI6 keeps talking about. But we then get the reveal that Yanis is actually Trevelyan. It's actually Alec Trevelyan, 006. <laughs> Big reveal. He didn't really die, and he switched sides, and he's now working as a, I guess, a freelance terrorist <laughs> in the old Soviet Union. You look like you've seen a ghost, James. Ooh. And the scene takes place in a literal graveyard of mm. former Soviet monuments. Wow. Which uh, is very nice symbolism. How, how yeah. apt. And how ironic. And what's his motive, Rudy? So, God. So this is where... <laughs> Like, it's, you felt they just had to write a motive in there to give some reason for why a, a British agent would cross sides. And it turns out that Alex is a descendant of the Cossack clan who collaborated with the, the Axis powers, so the British powers, during the Second World War. And they were expecting to be supported by the Allies after the, after the um, conclusion of the Second World War. They were betrayed, and then Stalin basically, like, slaughtered all of those people. So because of that, Alex wants revenge against the British mm. who let his people die. Which, to me, seems a little too convenient. Uh, as a yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand the historical context and I didn't feel like it was explained well. But it's like, I mean, it's a, it's a nice motive in a way. No? It's a lovely motive. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's just a little too neat, isn't it? And I think it's a bit unbelievable that someone that was orphaned from like the Cossack slaughter after the Second World War would somehow become a British special agent yeah. in the first place. Yeah, Surely right. they would research your background and oh. that would make you Ill Ill illegible. 100%. Yeah. Could he have a possible grudge against the British? Maybe. Having <laughs> having worked for the British government. Oh, are you, Here we go. To, are you allowed to go into this? <laughs> that's for a different yeah. podcast. I can say This is say just going to be cut for the next one minute. <laughs> and that's all i got to say on the matter. <laughs> and this time, 007 is facing the ultimate enemy. The man who knows him best. Hello, James. 
What an unpleasant surprise. As Alec does the big reveal, he explains why he's got this big chip on his shoulder, why he's bent on revenge against the hated British that portrayed his people. Uh, Bond is about to shoot him, then is shot with a tranquilizer dart. Yeah, I, love I love the that. old <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like sound effect and then fall over of the, of the tranquilizer dart that you just don't get with a bullet. <laughs> uh, so Bond awakens and he's tied up with Natalia, which is the, the nice Bond girl in the helicopter that was stolen in Act 1. And she's having a right barn, isn't she? She's going crazy on Natalia <laughs> because like the missiles have been set to, to launch in 30 seconds and they're like heat-seeking missiles which are going to launch and then turn around and then hit the helicopter that they're tied up in. So Bond wakes up. The countdown is obviously ticking away. Um, Bond then starts like a really kind of funny head-jolting action <laughs> to try and headbutt. Yeah, he's reach, reaching for the... The emergency release that just so happened to be within a headbuttable <laughs> distance, which I didn't think of like removing or restraining his head or anything like that. Or maybe just giving him a stronger amount of tranquilizer so he couldn't possibly wake up <laughs> right. before the helicopter was blown up. So in the nick of time, he headbutts the emergency release. The two seats fly up into the air as the helicopter is blown up by the missiles. The parachutes come out and they have a very like soft landing in this literal Soviet graveyard. I think we get the worst quip of the movie at this point, Jeff <laughs> or Rasheen. The, the things, things we, we do, do for frequent, frequent flyer mileage. <laughs> but Jeff, as you said, like you couldn't even see his like, his lips moving. It's like they dubbed it in, <laughs> in post production. We need one more quip. <laughs> but it was just like so ill timed. Like they literally escaped death. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. just like the shittest quip. Were frequent flyers like frequent flyer mileage so big in the nineties? Like, if you were Natalia, would you not find him insufferable? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, can we just process what happened? Like, I don't can need we, a quip. Do you have a therapist yeah. I can speak to? <laughs> frequent flyer mileage—that's what you're going to say to me after this. Boys with toys. So they're then captured again. I mean, it's just constant capturing. So they are in like Russia. So they're caught again by Mishkin, which is the um, the Russian Minister of Defense. And Mishkin. Mishkin, and they're they're held in like this bunker where Mishkin's interrogating them. And uh, Bond and Mishkin are at one another's throats, aren't they? <laughs> um, and then we get a great line from Natalia, where she wants them to break up this argument. She's upsetting it. her. Stop it! You're like boys with toys. <laughs> 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 the pause really makes the line. Why did they put that? That's just such a shit I line. I think it was ad-libbed and the director was like, yes, go with it. Go She's with it. She's got talent, this girl. Yeah. She's going to go far. They, this is great They acting. are like boys with boys. <laughs> You're right. You're so right, beautiful woman. Um, so I've, I think it's about to be, or like things are unpacking to Mishkin, the Oromov is uh, kind of like a double agent. Bit of a baddie. Yeah, he's a bit of a baddie. He doesn't have the interest of the state at heart. He's actually working for this kind of crime syndicate. Uh, things are about to be revealed. So Oromov takes drastic action and kills Mishkin. Um, so like the ruse isn't up. And they then capture, the once again, Bond and <laughs> Natalia. <laughs> um, How many captures? In this movie, would you uh, warrant? I think there's about a good half a dozen, isn't there? Yeah. And there's more to come. <laughs> a as baker's well. dozen. <laughs> a baker's dozen. <laughs> uh, so he intends to frame Bond for the murder of Mishkin, uh, calls the guards, but Bond and Natalia escape. Uh, there's an ensuing firefight. Natalia is captured. Uh, by Oromov and you just see her in like the back of this old like Soviet larder kind of driving out of this Kremlin building mm. into like the streets of, of Moscow and then quick thinking Bond's like he's kind of in this car park of this KGB headquarters uh, next to the larders there's a couple of tanks just parked up in some parking spaces I'll get tank yeah. he jumps in the tank and then the next scene we see just the tank drive through this like, this brick wall towards the car that Oromov has captured Natalia in and then we have this quite frankly ridiculous uh, car chase through the streets of Moscow it's fucking cool though for about like five ten minutes yeah. Yeah. where Bond just destroys downtown so, Moscow yeah. so many national monuments so many monuments statues yeah. <laughs> at one point he like he drives through a plinth statue of a bronze horse yeah. the plinth is destroyed and the horse is just on the top of the tank and he's just driving around with his horse <laughs> for about ten minutes and then crashes into this low hanging bridge <laughs> where the horse just gets stuck remains <laughs> yeah but doesn't Symbolism. then the horse the horse gets stuck and then stops the other vehicles yeah. from getting through and then it gets, so it's all part of exactly, his plan it's all part of the plan I, I knew that would happen just as I planned <laughs> it does go for so long and apparently this took four weeks to film this one scene there's just so much yeah. carnage I put, I put this down as 
driving a tank through the streets hyphen what <laughs> why <laughs> so he arrives at a train so he sneaks up in his tank at this train station where we see a train that looks to me like an easter island statue it was like a weird mm. kind of disjointed face right. at the front of this missile train which oromov uh, puts natalia onto and that alec is also on as well um, it's not quite explained why they go onto this armored train, but anyway, they're on the train, um, and then Bond manages to outrun um, this missile train in a tank, and then creeps up, drives the tank through um, this train tunnel, and so obviously he'd like to derail the train. They see that on the train, Oromov and Alex see that Bond is in this tank, and he tells the driver to speed up, knowing that they're going to have this fatal crash. The train kind of plows into the into the tank, mm-hmm. um, so they they all suffer this big crash, and I forget exactly what happens at this point because it gets a bit ridiculous. But I think Oromov is killed by Bond, right? But at the same time, he then seals them into the train, right? And then sets a bomb off to detonate <laughs> in the train in like one minute, right? So Bond luckily has his laser pen that he got from M, no, from Q, sorry, laser. to like laser off uh, some of the floor of the train, while at the same time Natalia is hacking into the system to see where Boris uh, Grishenko is, um, because he's like put a, like a virus out or something like that. Yeah, and she thinks Boris is her mate. So she's like, yeah, at this point, doesn't know that Boris is like switch is like working for the bad. Yeah, yeah, she does. She should have known because she's in a Bond movie and he's a computer hacker, so he's probably gonna be a bad guy at some mm. point. There's quite a nice callback as well when Double Six says, "Bond, you've got six minutes, the same six minutes you gave me." Uh, yeah. Oh, what does that mean? It means we got four. Yeah. And Double O Six. Doesn't he do something like he's really creepy with Natalia? Like uh, licks her face oh, or right. yeah. So it's suggested there's going to be like a sexual assault or something like that. Right. Yeah. 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 When 006 does it, it's sexual assault. See, in, in when 007 does it, it's seduction. In the 70s, they would have just shown the sexual assault. In the 90s, it's suggested. It, it's just it's just implied. <laughs> yeah. We're better than that. It's in the 90s. <laughs> um, so they, uh, lo and behold, they managed to just escape the train, a la the chopper from the last scene at the last minute. And just in time that Natalia. Uh, is able to triangulate the signal and work out that Boris is is operating from within Cuba, Ooh. thus setting up the third act <sighs> neatly. So at this point, I was just thinking, like, I'd have been so happy if that was the conclusion of the film. <laughs> but no, they have to get on a plane and fly to Cuba. Me too. Yeah. I was ready for the film to end at this point, but then it was like, well, let's go to Cuba. They definitely needed... Like, Honeymoon. Yeah, they wanted it to be another location, right? But it was just kind of forced, like, oh, we're in the tropics. Well, I, I always... Yeah, I always feel like that Bond has to seduce the good Bond girl in like a tropical country, <laughs> like a romantic setting. In like yeah. in Russia, yeah. maybe like a dreary shack. Where do you? It? <laughs> yeah. Where do you take her? Oh, in James, Russia? this is not how I imagined. <laughs> it's so cold, James. Can you get yeah. another blanket? <laughs> no, let's leave the sheets on <laughs> under the sheets. I think, I think it'd be romantic. Yeah, the, vast, the vastness of science. Yeah, no, I like, I would love mm. to go to Russia. I've never been. And be um, seduced there by Bond. And, and to be seduced by on a top. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> this is how we make love in Russia. <laughs> it's how Rudy would have wanted to go. <laughs> in Russia, legs squeeze you. <laughs> Act three. Act three. They make it to Cuba. And they're just kind of like traipsing around for ages. <laughs> yeah. They're they really aimless in the jungles of Cuba. They have a few mojitos on yeah. the beach. <laughs> to be fair, it's a working holiday. You they know, check out the historical centre. Business and pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would though, wouldn't yeah. you? So if you went to Cuba. So, so I think at one point they're, they're in a plane they borrowed from this James guy, the CIA operative. And doesn't a missile just come out of the ground and blow up the plane? Yeah. So, and they then like parachute out of the plane. God, this, they, oh God, it's so frustrating the amount of like near misses right. they have <laughs> throughout. Uh, so they then they kind of land into this like forest clearing, and then like Bond comes to, and he just kind of, it's quite a nice shot actually. He looks up and his vision's blurred. And which is like a shot you see a lot in kind of war films is like someone looking up, blurred vision, a helicopter like above, and you just kind of see the silhouette of a helicopter buzzing above the heads. Oh, yeah. Then you see like the rope mm-hmm. unfurl. Then you see someone abseil down, which is like a scene that's kind of done a lot. And then Bond kind of gets to his feet just as this operative is abseiling down the rope and just like kicks him in the stomach. Uh, takes off her mask and who is it other than one bloody on the top bloody on the top she's everywhere <laughs> she's 
on a top of things. (laughs) (laughs) So um, she then decides, like, this is the moment to kill Bond and Natalia. This is is it. This is it. (laughs) No funny uh, business. That stuff in the sauna and the casino, uh, that was was just a bluff. So she, I think she kisses him and then starts beating him. I mean, that's the way to do it. Natalia comes to, grabs a lock, goes to whack it around her face, but she, like, on a top kind of um, intercepts and blocks then uh, licks Natalia's face and goes, wait your turn. Everyone's like, looking kicks, at her face. Kicks her to the She's ground. Got a delicious yeah. face. <laughs> and then quick thinking Bond like grabs a, like just this, this wire that's attached to the chopper somehow, connects it to this harness that just happens to be on Onatop's back. Then does he shoot the helicopter or shoot the helicopter yeah, pilot? Yeah, he shoots the helicopter. So the pilot loses control and then kind of sort of flies off. That then picks up Onatop that's attached to the rope. And then she's just perfectly kind of sandwiched between this sort of V-shaped tree trunk and gets sort of squashed to death. And we get the line of the movie uh, for my money here. One of you could. She She always did did enjoy a good good squeeze. squeeze. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, James, you're incorrigible. (laughs) James, take me now. (laughs) That, That is... Not only the best line of this movie, <laughs> one of the best lines of any Bond movie, I think. Yeah, it's a good one. I love that's it good one. so much. But that's the thing. The, the thing with like lines by James Bond, they're so like, they could go either way. They yeah. could be great or they could just be ill-placed and ill-written. <laughs> this one was just perfect. The whole scene was she almost written for this line. Yeah. I feel like they write the lines no, first no, and I they thought, write the scenes around I the I thought line. the whole film was based on this one line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even Jungle James, he's got the quips. Doesn't matter <laughs> where, where in the world he is. Boys with toys. They finally killed on a top, thank God. Um, and, then oh, ju- and then just by chance, this satellite dish that they've been searching for on Cuba, which um, Jack Way, the CIA operative, told them definitely wasn't there. Sun- <laughs> suddenly, this lake they're next to, the water starts draining out of it. And we're revealed that the satellite dish is concealed underneath this artificial lake, which all good like Bond villain lairs would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see uh, the satellite. Um, and I really like the structure here and the cinematography of this. It's just mm. like this stark concrete structure. It's cool. These kind of metal struts that you can run along, yeah. uh, which would make a great computer game. It wouldn't adjust. <laughs> Maybe call the right. stage Cradle. Uh, they're captured again. I think Bond just likes being captured, yeah, yeah. doesn't he? He, he, loves, likes... he loves the chase. Yeah, he the yeah. And he, and he loves just keeping his cool when he's being interrogated mm. as well. Uh, so they, they infiltrate the uh, the base. They get captured. Uh, old Alec is there in each Trevelyan. And at this point, he then... So he reveals like what he's then trying to do. So in the second act, he reveals his motive which is the British betrayed his people in the Second World War. So he's, he's bent on revenge. We don't really know what that revenge is until the third act, where now Trevelyan reveals that he's going to rob the Bank of England and erase all of its financial records using the second golden eye, which they have the launch codes for. So this would send an, an electromagnetic pulse to uh, like London's banking sort of centre. And I guess just like, destroy the economy destroy the country dastardly plan even with that being explained in the film I still had to go read me too what is he talking about yeah I didn't know I don't understand I remember when he said said, and it'll erase every financial record in England and I thought to myself and insurance premiums (laughs) you monster (laughs) you blew it up (laughs) no respect (laughs) Fenchurch Street where where would you be aiming this in London that's that's insurance district if you wanted to destroy every insurance policy Just in london the shard the shard <laughs> but this is 96 oh yeah um <laughs> the lloyds of london uh, building what about the millennium wheel yeah. <laughs> did that exist yeah. in 96 uh, oh the london eye no that was for the millennium <laughs> um, what about the millennium uh, dome um, did that um, exist? Uh, <laughs> or the millennium bridge <laughs> tower bridge yeah i'd go for set it what? for tower bridge <laughs> i'd go for that castle yeah windsor castle What's the, what's, the one? Castle. <laughs> what's the one on the banks of the Thames? Oh, the Tower of London. Tower of London. Yeah, set it for the Tower of London, where the Queen lives. <laughs> <laughs> Who betrayed my people. I don't think the Queen lives there. I said, do it! <laughs> Man, if I was the Queen, I'd live there. Prime location. No, it's a bit touristy, though, isn't it? That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, but you kick the, the tourists tower. out. You would live in the Tower of London yeah. on a bridge, on the one of the Why busiest not? bridges. And I just shout at boats. <laughs> Boys with toys. The satellites getting programmed for the Tower of London, uh, where the Queen lives, to send an electromagnetic pulse with that gold. Um, and um, 
So, and meanwhile, Natalia is still sort of creeping around this facility, and she finds <laughs> just around. she just finds just this workstation, just this PC that's <laughs> logged in and that's not being guarded. What's and the Wi-Fi then, code? Yeah, and then just manages to uh, like do something on the computer just before she's captured. And Boris is like, "What did you do? Tell me, tell me." And she put in uh, like some sort of computer code that would send. I, I believe it was to send the GoldenEye missile into an atmospheric re-entry, which would then burn it up, which would Classic. then stop it from firing at the Tower of London. Gotcha. So uh, Boris is like, uh, change it, change it. And then because he's so arrogant, he's like, I, I can fix it anyway. Like he doesn't force her to do it because he believes he's that good. Right. And that she's a woman that he, she, she couldn't possibly outsmart him with computers. And that she's a slughead. She doesn't know what like she's, she's doing. she's a slughead. <laughs> so he's then dr- uh, like frantically typing away at his workstation. He's only got a couple of minutes. Boris then loses it, grabs a gun, puts it to Natalia's head, telling her to tell me what, tell me what you did because he can't change this code. And then at this point, he's frantically tapping away at the pen. The, the old pen. callback act one that, that Q gave to Bond. So tell Three me about clicks, the pen. arms it. Three clicks, disarms it. It keeps clicking on the pen. And this is a nice bit. Of, this is probably the most tension in the film. Mm. Because it's not like when he's when they're trapped in the helicopter or the train and the countdown's coming to like zero. You know they're going to escape mm-hmm. with like three, four seconds to go. But with the pen, you're not quite sure if it's going to go off or it's not going to go off. So that, that was actually like a genuine piece of tension. Uh, finally, he clicks it three times, doesn't click it again to disarm. It blows up. Uh, that then sets off uh, Bond to escape the facility. Somehow ends back up on the satellite. wasn't quite sure how or why he went back up there. Or it might have been that Alec went up there and was was Bond in pursuit at that yeah, point. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and so they're running around the satellite uh, along like these kind of metal railings. Um, they, and of course, the climax of the fight has to be at the very peak of this satellite yeah. where uh, Alec is just holding on with one hand to this ladder that just goes to this sudden drop onto this concrete floor. And then James finally manages to kick him off and then he falls <laughs> to his death. How ironic. On his own satellite. <laughs> On his own megalomaniac, massive, world's biggest satellite. Jesus Christ. Boys with toys. James has beaten the traitor, Alex, thank God, for England, but not for Wales, Scotland, certainly not Northern Ireland. Definitely not Northern Ireland. Definitely not Northern Ireland. <laughs> Northern Ireland. Does ooh, that even exist? Ooh, complicated. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, let's leave that one out. <laughs> So Natalia flies a helicopter, like hovers over where he is on the top of this antenna. And then Bond, having just had this massive fight, like, and just like hanging off this ladder, jumps from the ladder onto the helicopter. And it's just grabbing hold of, what are they called? Like the bars of a helicopter where you kind of land. The legs. The legs that people always hold onto in films. (laughs) And then like, they, they drop him off on the jungle floor. Um, and then Bond, like after all that, after killing his old workmate that double-crossed him, that saving uh, the the global financial centre from erasing all insurance premiums in the world <laughs> and averting catastrophe, Bond just wants to have a role in the hay, doesn't he? Yes. With Natalia. Yeah. Why the time has finally come. Uh, so they start having a role in the hay. Then suddenly um, old Jack Wade, CIA operative, turns up. And then all of a sudden it's revealed that there are hundreds of uh, <laughs> American CIA operatives are lying low in the field and just helicopters then suddenly hover down into <laughs> yeah. shot. They're like, how do they not notice they were just helicopters? That's so weird. With, that within part. a few meters. Yeah. That's so strange. And why did none of those people storm the lair? Yeah, or help when, him out. Yeah, help when it was just out. Bond and... Bearing in mind, Bond, all right, he's a highly trained agent. Natalia was just like a mid-level uh, research base assistant. Right. computer yeah. nerd. Yeah. But there you go. And, and thus concludes <laughs> Golden yeah, Thus yeah. concludes the reboot of Bond from the 90s. More questions than answers, I feel, in the yeah, end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. How are the mojitos? Yeah, where are the mojitos? Why didn't we see any of Cuba? Yeah, yeah. where were the cars? Havana, yeah. Well, yeah. we saw them driving around in an open-top car. Yeah, it was a tank. car, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, our first Bond movie, first mm. Bond movie of the 90s, was it? Or Correct, uh, yes. Oh, yeah, because the what? Because the A View to a Kill, was that the last Timothy Dalton one? Yep. Which would have been like 89, uh, yeah. License to Kill. Oh, License to Kill, yeah. okay. Yeah. But there was development hell for a few years because... Well, didn't like, Dalton refuse to do any more or something? Or, like, I think he wanted to on come back, but the studio itself who owns the rights to Bond got bought by someone else, but uh, they defaulted okay. on their buy. It all got tied up in legalese. Yeah. It's just a bl- bloody train wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love Bond movies as a concept. I just love how they're structured. And I yeah. like that this featured a lot of very Bondy tropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quips. Qu- so many quips 
Cool double gadgets. agents, double yeah. crossing. Yeah, yeah, double agents. Lots of sex. Um, it's always the bad Bond girl and the good Bond girl. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But you yeah. know, like that from the setup immediately, which is which. Yeah, yeah. yeah I really so liked true. the M scene. I really liked the Q scene. Mm. To be honest, not a huge fan of the Brosnan Bond. Yeah, no. I'm never the biggest fan. I think he's great. Yeah, I no, I think for me, Timothy Dalton. Yeah, because Dalton for me was very Craig-esque. Like, he yeah. was quite a modern Bond. Like yeah. he had his like he let his feelings come out, and he wasn't like a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Whereas Brosnan was the complete opposite. He and then re- we had to regressed. wait until Craig came to then kind yeah. of like modernize again. What's your favorite Bond movie, boys? Oh, I think Casino Royale's up there. Probably Skyfall. Right? Really? Like a recent one, yeah. Well, I like both of the Dalton ones yeah. as well. Boys with toys. Goldeneye was just like classic bond i think it's because of my age and yeah. when it i came out i loved I it because on. it was so iconic and the computer game but having watched it yeah. again god it was a bit of a, bit of a it's slog. a slog it's yeah long, like the man. second act yeah. well the second and third act just go on and on yeah, that third true. act is just ridiculous i think yeah. in my mind the computer game on nintendo yeah. makes the film yeah that's better. why i think it's such a great film. because like yeah. the, f- the game like splits it up into 12 stages and it's quite chronological and you mm-hmm. can see how it logically goes from one step to the next and also, it's just a fucking banging game. The game, I felt like, I feel like I remember the game more than I remember the right, movie. Right. And the movie had the same kind of air as the game. Like, mm. I had the same kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, so I thought they, the game was a banger. It was crazy. So it came out two years later, like in 97. Really? So it was like quite a weird film tie-in. But, but they just what, smashed yeah, it. Yeah, what a gamble, though. They smashed yeah, that it. Was it's it's actually regularly hit. cited as one of the best video games ever. Yeah, it is the bollocks. It um, was that, that made the N64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it then later informed, you know, single-person shooters, multiplayer. Yeah. Fucking the banging. The soundtrack to that game. Oh, well, my God. Oh, mate. so good. I could yeah. listen to that soundtrack. That OST is off the chain. <laughs> uh, the film, though, still stands up. I mean, very, very long. Yeah. Some complications with, with Bond himself. And, and just like the the plotting was a bit poor in places, yeah. like yeah. motive, which like just felt a bit kind of shoehorned in. Felt a yeah. bit all over the place for me. I, I, I didn't love it. No? Mm. No, I didn't love it. I have a soft spot. And also the same director came back for Casino Royale. So I just think he's a good he's a good Bond director. Yeah. Martin Campbell. Mm-hmm. So what would we what would we give it? How many How many crushed ribs? How many crushed ribs? Out of a pair of legs. <laughs> Wait, so how many ribs do you have? Just, let's just um, say 10. Let's say 10. Yeah. <laughs> and how many legs do you have? Let's say 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine a 10 legged uh, on the top. <laughs> oh oh she could kill oh so many men with gosh. those little yeah. squeezy legs of hers. <laughs> Rudy, you Come here, it. you. Oh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, between the fifth and sixth. <laughs> What, oh, I, have, I presumed it would be symmetrical. <laughs> does she have like numbers on her legs so you can count? <laughs> well, you just got to count them. Yeah. You can count to ten, can't you? <laughs> From the left to the right. It would kill the moment. Yeah. It's, I think it's clockwise. <laughs> the hands of a clock. Uh, um, yeah, how many, how many crushed ribs would you give this out of, out of a pair of squeezy legs? <laughs> um, I'm going to go out of ten crushed ribs. I'm going to give it... I want to give it eight, but rewatching it seriously, it it's eight. probably more of a seven, isn't it? Huh. I think I'm going to go seven. That's mm. like that's generous. I am generous. You are I, generous. I man. I just there is too much nostalgia here, and I liked it. You know, seven crushed it. ribs. You're you're incapacitated for a long time. <laughs> that is at least three months in hospital. That's a hospital stay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I I really I think for me the first act is great, and like yeah. when you watch, you think, oh, this film's going to be fucking awesome. Then the start, of the second act is quite good. Then for me, it just kind of it just unravels after like probably the the midpoint where they're stuck in the helicopter mm. with like the missiles aimed at them, and from then on, it's just that setup again and again and again mm-hmm. and again and again. Then they go to Cuba again and again and right. again. Then the film ends. <laughs> so like it's the first half of the film is great. Then it just like it just lost Sad. itself. Yeah, it really sags. Yeah. So for me, I'd give it like a six. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a six for me as well. Maybe even a five and a half. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because that that Cuba third act. Ugh. Just yeah, a, a fractured just, rib instead of a cracked. I did love all the Bondy tropes, and I I was really excited to watch a Bond movie, our first Bond movie, and all of that. But it just 
I was I wanted it to end and that's never good when you watch a movie mm. and you're really wanting for it to end so for me five and a half six do you know what the critics gave it do you know what it got in Rotten Tomatoes I think it was relatively well received I think it was like 70% yeah, yeah. yeah. And for they, me I think it's like they're always quite generous the Bonds though aren't they yeah. I think rather than this is like a new franchise yeah, the Bond right. would always get a high score for England for England James but not for <laughs> Wales Scotland <laughs> Certainly not Northern Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not them. Well, on that note, guys, Mm -hmm. lovely speaking Bond with you. Yeah, and thank you for coming all the way up to the cabin. I was going to say, what a lovely, bright, breezy area we get to record in now. It's like not stuffy at all. well ventilated. Oh, my God. It's just great. Thank you once again for being here, and we'll talk to you later. Ciao for now. Ciao. Bye. Walking here with your tuxedo, looking so smooth with your martini. You look so smashing and oh so dashing that I almost dropped my bellini. Cause apparently we're in Venice. Yeah, that's right. Has a Bond movie ever been set in Venice before? Well, I'm not sure. But let's dance into the canals. Let's search through the annals of history. Oh, you're such a mystery, Bond. Drop your gun and come kiss me, Bond. We'll go and ride a gondola, we'll call it the Bondola. Maybe even later you could give me a fondola. You're oh so magical, Bond. You're oh so magical. Wait, what if you actually have magic powers? That's how you stay awake all hours. Seriously though, when do you sleep? When the fuck do you sleep? You never age either. That's pretty absurd. You like it stirred and not shaken, but now I'm shaken up and disturbed. So let's dance into the canals. Let's fight the bad guys in St. Mark's Square. What's in that box over there? Oh, Jesus, it's a grizzly bear. There's a bear loose in Venice now, Bond. This is really not my field of expertise. Won't you think of the tourists now, Bond? Someone think of the tourists. 